Welcome to Mason and Fricker's Eldritch Stories. My name is Paul Fricker. Our tale today is set in a small seaside town. Such places are bleak and forgotten for much of the year, only to come alive in the summer. But there are other times when this town lives. Occasions, one might call them. Brick tore from brick. Concrete dust filled the air. Pavement slabs shifted like a roiling sea, making his footing unsure. Caught in the cresting tumult of brick and slab, choking on the dust, he ran, stumbling for the safety of the park's lawn. A roar of crashing stone and the splintering of timber, jagged pieces of brick and concrete chips flew, biting and cutting. Cold shrapnel pierced his skin. Blood flowed. The afternoon drive had been pleasant. Hardly any traffic, and only the occasional traffic lights to slow him down. Recent to the job, it was his first time in the area. He'd come to introduce himself, face to face, to a new customer. Tired of dull days and sitting before a screen and pedantic office politics, he had successfully engineered a sideways move to join the sales team. The business was expanding to new parts, and he found himself responsible for a patch of the East Coast. Virgin Territory, his new boss smiled from eyes glinting of daggers and backroom deals. Out on the road, away from the computer screen, this was his new start. He was going to have a great time cruising around the countryside, hustling business with the yokels. Training and mentoring completed, he was on his own at last, in his patch. Time to make his mark. He'd made some cold calls and managed to book an appointment with an elderly shopkeeper in an old seaside town north of the bay. A little off the holidaymaker's track, but the shopkeeper's owner had seemed interested in the googles he was selling. Said to call in one afternoon next week when it would be quiet, adding that he'd need some new stock for the summer occasions. Occasions, he laughed at the choice of word. The directions were bewildering, but he eventually found the place on the map. Almost missed it. It was a tiny place. Took him most of the day to get there. He hoped it would be worth it. A faded facade announced the store. Beam's Parlour of Pranks. What once had been bright signage lettering was now near monochrome, faded by countless summers and marred by icy winters. He approached, pausing to take a cursory glance at the window display. He smiled at the old-fashioned rolls of transparent yellow tint meant to prevent colour fading. He had not seen such things since his youth in the seventies. Beyond the yellow plastic, he spied an assortment of dusty toys and novelty jokes. Decades-old dog turds sat next to real dead flies and X-ray spectacles whose plastic frames had long since warped in the heat of forgotten summers. He smiled to himself again. The place badly needed some new stock. Perhaps the long drive was going to be worth it. A bell chimed as he opened the door. A musty, wet, earthy scent greeted him. He stifled a cough and cleared his throat. 
The interior was dim, illuminated by a few beams of sunlight that managed to pierce the store's façade, highlighting the dust-filled air within. A tired-looking woman with long red hair slouched across a tired-looking counter. He smiled, and she returned his gaze with a slight curl of her lips. "'I'm looking for the manager,' he said, his voice rising slightly. "'Not here,' she said. "'Ah, I'd rang ahead. We had an appointment.' His smile was working overtime. "'Like I said, he's not here.' "'Shall I wait?' he ventured, his question trailing into silence. "'In a deft motion, she produced a cigarette and lit it. "'He's organising the summer occasions. Might be a while.' "'He fumbled for a response. "'Come back in a bit. He'll be along. There's a coffee shop over the way.' "'She turned her gaze back to the countertop at an open magazine, a gesture of dismissal.' The finality of her words caused him pause. About to say more, he stopped and nodded. Turning, he exited, noting grey clouds amassing overhead. Hauling his samples bag, he scanned the empty street and saw the coffee shop. Like the rest of town, it looked old-fashioned and not a little foreboding. He could see no one inside, but ventured forward nevertheless. Crossing the street to the coffee shop steps, he lost his footing, landing with a cold thud on the stonework. Sharp pain flared in the arm that had taken the brunt of the impact. Lying motionless, he winced and looked about. He was alone. His samples bag lay a few feet away, its contents spilled. Red noses, silk scarfs and juggling balls. He thought of a wounded animal, its guts spilling forth. Taking a breath, he gathered himself up, grabbed the bag and chased down a few samples being carried away by the breeze. Turning around, he cautiously stepped through the doorway. Empty. Alone. He took a seat at a formica table and waited. The sound of bricks clashing was followed by footsteps. Looking over, he saw a middle-aged woman approaching. Her faded red hair was bundled beneath an old-fashioned waitress's cap. She sauntered towards him, slowly. There was nothing welcoming in her expression. "'Could I have a tea, please?' he asked. "'Nothing else?' she asked, tempting him. "'Oh, no thanks, just a tea will do.' He smiled, but the gesture was unreciprocated. She loomed over him pausing longer than necessary before turning on her heels and disappearing back into the gloom. He took in the washed-out gingham tablecloths, the stained yellow-brown wallpaper, and the ceiling's corners adorned with long, wispy strands of cobweb. He wondered how the place kept going, but his train of thought was cut short by a sudden shooting pain in his arm. Rubbing it vigorously, he tried to make it go away. The silence was broken by the sound of bricks. Like someone was knocking two together, he turned to the sound and was surprised to see the waitress returning, sans tea. Not local, are you? It wasn't a question. No, no, just travelling through. I have an appointment I'm waiting for. I doubt it'll be good for you. 
her mouth twisting in a strange smile. Probably right, he replied, but unsure of her meaning. The tea will be ready in a moment. I'll drink it and be on my way, she said. The smile was now gone. I doubt Stan will be back today. You're only wasting your time with him. He's got other things on his mind. Oh, what do you mean? he hazarded. Just that, she cut the sentence short, a curious look drifting across her eyes. We'll be closing soon, she said, and shuffled back into the gloom. Closing soon? That can't be right. It was only just past ten in the morning. Looking out the windows, the gathering black clouds mirrored his growing sense of unease. Unwelcome. Not just the people, the town didn't want him here. An outsider. He didn't belong. The air seemed to grow heavy, cloying. He realised he was sweating. His arm ached. He had to leave. He had to get out before... He looked up. The waitress was back, saying something he couldn't make out. There was an old man's face at the window staring at him from the street. The face possessed a leering smile full of yellow teeth. Sudden panic lifted him from his seat. He lurched, catching himself on the corner of the table, nearly falling again. His hands grasped for the handle, twisting, forcing the door to open. Unbalanced and fraught, he stumbled down the steps, the sound of breaking bricks rising. He saw the leering old man, eyes wide with malice, holding something in his hands, approaching, spitting out words he couldn't understand. He backed away, blood pounding, pain coursing up his arm. There were others now, hands grasping, holding him, lifting him up. Bricks breaking, stonework cracking and paving slabs shifting. The sounds filled his ears. He was carried to the brick moor. Panic and fear transformed into terror as he was set down before the yawning pit and pushed forward. The stones bit, pounding and grinding his flesh. Brick dust filled his lungs. Unable to give voice, his body broken and smashed, all he could do was submit to the darkness. Stonework was written by Mike Mason and read by Paul Fricker. Find out more at eldritchstories.com Join us again next time for another chilling tale, and remember... Keep it eldritch.